Welcome to Jeff in Motion. It's been a long ass day, ladies and gentlemen. Long ass day. You know, you know it's going to be a long day when you get out of the shower 45 minutes after you would normally want to be leaving the house to go to work. And I did like, I didn't sleep through my alarm or anything like that. I just wasn't feeling it this morning. But next week promises to be pretty cool. Going to the Renaissance Fair on Sunday. Get my Renaissance on. Birthday is Monday, which I'm not doing anything special for. Um... Then Tuesday, I'm going to go see Sexner and Sandra live in Philadelphia, so that should be pretty awesome. Then Friday, I'm going to go on an adventure and try and get myself an iPhone 5S. Trying to think of something that I, I've. This is going to be an interesting episode because there's a lot of potential for a whole fucking rat's nest of stress and frustration to just just empty out of my head. Um, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend the whole episode shouting at the fucking dust in my car about bullshit that doesn't really matter in the long run (sighs) oh um to those of my audience that make it to the Mike's No Mike open mic um I don't know how many of you that is I imagine a few of you, at least. Um, the the next Mike's No Mike Open Mic is not happening until October 26th, and it is going to be in a new location. Um, I guess this is going to be breaking news. Uh, there's going to be an official announcement early next week. Uh, you can take this as an unofficial announcement. But we're moving to the Eagles Lodge in Sunbury. Um, there will be seating, uh, there will be a bar, there will be amplification, so we will be mics, no mic, open mic, and name only, also because more than likely Mike won't be able to be there fairly often, so it will be mics, no mic, open mic, with no mic, but with mics. 
So I think it's funnier to keep the name the way it is because it just doesn't... It's completely untrue now because Mike isn't there and there are Mikes there. So I still like having the name Mike's No Mike Open Mike. Um, And hopefully Mike Bennett will still be able to remain fairly active in the process, but we're not holding our breath. But that's get the word out. You know, those of you loyal to Mike's No Mike Open Mike, last show we had, we had a pretty slim showing. So this first this first time in the new venue we've really got to get people we got to get asses in chairs we've got to get beers in hands and in tummies uh, to prove that we can pull a crowd we've got to basically we're gonna have to prove that we got we've got enough to make it worth their time to book us once a month. Um, This will also promise, though, it'll probably be the last Saturday of every month. Um, There will be a solid schedule um, so that it should be easier to plan around. You can think, last Saturday of the month, okay, Mike's no mic, open mic. Boom, let's do this. Uh, It'll probably run a little later, or We'll be able to run a little later since it, the place does have a bar. It's open till 3 a.m. I believe. I'm not positive though. Don't quote me on that. Like I said, this is an unofficial announcement. But uh, to those of you who are listening right now and are fans of Mike's No Mike Open Mike, tell your friends. We gotta get we gotta get asses in chairs. Um. I believe it is still going to be a free free to participate or free to watch and free to perform. Um, that's our goal. If we don't get a good if we don't get enough people in, if we don't sell enough if we don't have enough people buying booze, um, we might need to have a cover charge because then we will have to pay for the venue otherwise. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's going to be October 26th. You'll probably hear about it ad nauseum if you like Mike's No Mike on Open Mic on Facebook. Um, I plan to really spam the hell out of that account uh, once I get some materials done up for it. It's amazing how quickly uh, things can go from great to super stressful. It's always, you know, it's never just one thing. One thing leads to another thing, to another thing, to another thing.
seems that uh, when finances get thin, other things seems to other things maybe they just bother me more, or what I don't know. But it is incredible how directly my general mood is tied to the amount of money in my bank account. It's a shame, really. I just can't seem to shake it, you know? I think it comes from a place of just... a feeling of lack of progress. A feeling of stagnation. I work... 40 hours a week. I mean, I'm up here 45, though. And... Make it 55 if you add commuting. So 55 hours out of my week... Is dedicated pretty much entirely to work. Then I've got... I'm going part-time to school online. Three classes... And then, you know, trying to be a uh, functioning father and husband, in addition to helping co-run a podcast network, I, uh... I do all that, and I feel like I make no progress on any given day, you know? Bills get paid, you know, but food gets on the table. But it is very rare that we end a month with less debt than we had the month before. Um, Still relying entirely on the charity of my parents for the house we live in. And it's... It's demoralizing when day in, day out, you work hard, or you try to anyway, and you don't really see much for it. And granted, I know that I'm still in school, and I know that just, you know, plug on through, keep, you know, keep an eye out for job openings and Things like that, and it's all that's all well and good, and it's true. Getting that second degree will help me get better jobs, and I've got to keep an eye out for better jobs to apply for. But um, knowing that doesn't help much on the bad days, you know. And I can blame it on the government and the system and the capitalism and things like that. Which, I mean, there's that. Our, our system is built to keep you in your place. Um, you've got to be monstrously lucky to get out of the social standing you're in. 
but I mean, I know a lot of it's poor decisions on my part, too. Um, not really seeming to be capable of maintaining a budget of any kind. I feel like it's not something you should have to learn the hard way by running your shit into the ground a couple times, but that seems to be the way, the path I'm taking. You find yourself Googling things like, what is bankruptcy? Or, how do I file for bankruptcy? You know, things aren't great. But hey, I'm in a better place than I have been. It's been a long time since I googled do do my does my family get my debt if I commit suicide. It's been years since I googled that. So in a better place. This anxiety has been rearing its ugly head lately. Maybe this good Maybe this next week is what I need. F- fucking eating some Ren Fair food. Going to go, you know, going to the big city. Going to the big city. Going to see a sex show. Sex education show. Knock on wood. Maybe Sex Nerd Santa remembers me from New York. We'll be, we'll be meeting each other like old friends. That would make it a good week. On Friday, I, I've got an adventure that ends with an iPhone 5S. Which will be cool as hell. we got a tattoo coming up. It's not till October, but still, it's paid off. Five-hour session. That's, that's, that's good. That's something to look forward to. I mean, maybe it was one of those impulse purchases that I talked about earlier. But whatever, the money's paid. The money's there. It's it's gone. It's not in my bank account. It's in theirs, and god damn it, whatever. Pokemon's coming out soon. Maybe I'll talk about technology and video games. That'll get me off of this fucking wah wah. Woe is me. I spend money. Kick. Ugh. I understand that people identify with this, that I'm not alone, but I can't imagine that I, like, I can't imagine myself listening to someone, I know I would totally listen, ah, what the fuck ever, anyway, this anxiety, fucking A, do I have anxiety issues, I don't have, like, anxiety attacks, I don't have that weird, like, you feel like you get vertigo and all that business, but I've just got... I get into worry loops a lot. Well, if this, you know, if this happens and this will happen, and then, but, you know, oh, and then you know, Like, I've, like, this is my, the worry loops I have are so 
ridiculous that I have this is literally a thought process that has gone through my head in the past. Oh man, my wife's hot. I think I'm going to get fresh with her. Oh, but what if she doesn't feel like it? Then that's, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want to bother her. And then if I start to get fresh with her and she doesn't feel like it and then I get shut down, she's going to feel bad that she didn't feel like it and I don't want her to feel bad. So, I mean, therefore, you know, if I try and express my sexual attraction towards her, she's going to, and it's only going to make her feel bad. Well, I'm just, and then it, and then that just runs in a fucking loop, but well, but if I don't express sexual interest in her, she's going to think that I don't think she's attractive. But if... And if she thinks that I don't think she's attractive, she's not... That's just going to make her sad, too. So my options are make her feel bad because she isn't reciprocating the sexual attraction I'm having at the moment or make her feel bad because she thinks I don't think she's sexy anymore. And this literally, I've got no, I've, I'm sitting still in bed. Aeson's like reading something. Uh, She has made no indication of any of this. This is all in my head. And then I'm not, then I'm just not horny anymore. I'm just like in this fucking worry cycle. And like, I just... I can't seem to stop it. Like when I'm in when when things are great, when everything like if there's a thousand dollars in my bank account and you know uh I I'm doing like things like I'm doing well with my studies and everything is peachy keen. Um Morgan hasn't Peter Pants in a while. Uh I don't tend to have my like anxiety, they're not attacks because that that actually is a word for a real thing. My like in anxiety loops, my stress loops, my worry loops. I don't tend to go into those when everything's peachy keen as much, but like they definitely start to to eat, to come. They become a thing, a problem. Uh, once. Other like as soon as stress starts to get in, get get under my skin, those are some of the first things to rear their ugly heads. Are these these worry loops? And um, oh man, Asim didn't answer a text message. Huh. Well, it's not it's not listed as red. Fuck. I mean, maybe your phone's on the charger, or maybe. Maybe she can't get to her phone. Maybe she fell. Maybe she fell. Oh, God. I wonder if... Did she hit her head? Did she, did she die when she fell? Well, will... Will my daughter be alright if she, if Asun fell and died? How... Will, would Morgan somehow accidentally kill herself? Am I going to come home? to the two most important things in my life dead? Should I... Should I go home from work early? Like, these are just... 
And I know I'm not alone in this. I know people worry. But it just, it's... And I get sick to my stomach. I get, like, I get cold. And I don't know if this is something that I should seek medical help about. Like, I don't know if I need to be put on a medication. But I don't fucking know, you know? I don't know. And But the week's over. An uneventful Saturday, which will be nice. A trip to the Renaissance Fair on Sunday, which will hopefully be nice. Eat some great food. Eat fucking brick brick oven pizza with pierogies on it. That shit is insanely bad for me and delicious. Have glass boot full of beer it'll be all good it'll be all good Mm. gotta get out of this funk I don't want to go home to my wife and kid and be all fucking mopey and stressed out about things that I have no direct control over in the short run. No no reason to ruin their day because I'm cranky. No reason. Just like short people. No reason. If you guys can hear that, but uh, my brakes need checked. If my car explodes during the recording of this podcast, you probably won't hear it uh, because I'm the only one who posts the episodes. So, if you're hearing this, my car doesn't explode. I think I'm equally parts embarrassed and proud of how prepared I am to get an iPhone 5S this coming Friday, a week from today. I'm embarrassed about how excited I am for it. And it's not so much anything in particular about the phone itself. It's the fact that I just, I get, um, it's a new toy. It's a new toy syndrome. It's, uh... And uh, there's just, there's become a culture around the two-year phone cycle. And uh, everyone and their mother will take your, your old smartphone and give you, give you cash money for it. Um, and it becomes part of the process. And I think it's, I, I really, it really gets me because it is a complicated process, but I've got a, a good understanding of it all. Like... 
And I love it. There's a strategy to it. I love strategizing. And um, I know that I can walk into a Best Buy. And I'll tell you, Best Buy, I'll tell you why Best Buy is important in a minute. I can walk into a Best Buy on Friday, hand them my current phone, iPhone 4S. They will give me an amount of money upwards of $120. And I can put that directly towards a new phone, which I am eligible for a two-year contract update. So the new phone will be $199. If I get $230, it'll cover the phone plus tax. It's win-win. I walk in, hand them my old phone, walk out with a new phone, no money leaves my bank account. I, that is thumbs up all the way. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. There's something satisfying about that. You feel like you're gaming the system. You feel like, you feel like those people who extreme coupon must feel. And they get like a year's worth of potato chips for $5. Like there's just something about, I got I, I walked out of here with an iPhone 5S and a $10 gift card to Best Buy. Fuck yeah. No money done, like no money exchanged. Um, it was all done on the computer. There's just something deeply satisfying about that to me. Because, um, I mean, I get to go play with the new toy, um, the iPhone 5S. Uh, not, I mean, it's, it's a pretty impressive machine. Um, I could dork out on that for you guys. I don't know if that'd be entertaining. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But uh, it's a significant increase from my iPhone 4S in the very least. And, um, or I could get one of those iPhone 5Cs, which are pretty. I'd get a green one um, with a black case because, yeah. And then I could have a hundred. Like, I could, I'd be, I could be up about a hundred bucks. But the iPhone 5, I mean, but I'm going to have coulda, shoulda, woulda syndrome. I'm going to be like, uh, did I make a mistake? Did I, because the, the 4S has got the 64-bit processor and it's got the fancier camera and it's got the, uh, the, the fucking cool-ass flash. Um, for those of you who haven't kept up on this, um, the iPhone 4S camera is pretty impressive. Um, it's impressive for a medium level consumer just camera that you would buy and it's in a phone that also does a million other fucking things but it's 8 megapixels which is nothing to shake a stick at and um, anyone who has taken a lot of photos in the digital age like I've, I've played with cameras as far down as like one megapixel and I've had experience up to cameras with like 20 megapixels um, it's not all about the megapixels it's about uh, sensor it's about sensor quality and it's about lighting and it's about a multitude of factors that make a good digital ph- photograph and 8 megapixels is plenty it's plenty especially if you're not like if you're not like editing them you're, you're not um, using them for a billboard or something if you're just for personal use 8 megapixels is more than you need but then they've got this 
fucking supercomputer in your pocket, um, these phones, especially the 5S, are vastly superior to computers that we had 10 years ago. Vastly. And, um... There's, you've got all that, and so, and they also increase the f-stop, the aperture of your ca- of the camera lens, so it's going to let more light in. It's got the, the bigger uh, sensor. It's got a multitude of other things that are just going to work on the fly. Um, I consider myself, I'm okay. I don't consider myself a photographer because that's a, someone whose job is to take photos, um, but I definitely consider myself a a photography enthusiast, a hobby photographer, if you will. Um, And I like to take pictures. And having a a camera I respect in my phone, which is never not on me, that's something uh, that is very appealing to me. And, like, and there's tons of... Like, the flash is something that not only have I never seen in a phone I've never seen before and the iPhone analyzes what you're focusing on determines that it should use a flash and it it has two LEDs a warm tinted and a cool tinted and it lightning quick analyzes what mixture of the two LEDs it should have to I believe over 5,000 different slight variations in hue, what mixture of the two LEDs it should use to get the best skin tones and whatnot. Basically, the, the iPhone uses the two colored flashes to color correct your photos as they're being taken with light. Like, that is... If it works the way it claims it does, that's goddamn impressive. Also, when you're in, like, low light, because I know a lot of my iPhone photos are blurry. That's an issue. In low light, it takes four photos in quick succession, analyzes them for sharpness, and merges the four photos with each of the sharp parts together. Like, that's advanced shit that it just does on the fly, under the hood. You don't have to do anything. It just does it. And uh, while while I do believe there's a lot of value to the photographer as a profession and someone who really knows what they're doing and someone who could take a photo and get like merge out blurry spots to have something I can just pull out of my pocket like oh I want to take a cool photo of that boom bam hit hit a button I'm outie motherfuckers. That's very appealing to me. Um, very, very appealing to me. As to someone who has had to clear the photos off of their phone because he had over four gigs of photo- photographs in it, um, th- that camera is really appealing to me. Also, you know, the enhanced processor and whatnot, because I play games on my phone a lot. Um, Honestly, I prefer playing games on the iPad, but I've got a way outdated iPad, and I don't have the disposable income. And the iPad doesn't have that that nice trade-in system that I can do. I can't game the system with my iPad because there's no contract. 
if there's a two-year contract for my iPad and I could trade one in and get another one, no additional charge, but that would happen every other year. But that, that doesn't exist as of yet. Because that's just like walking in, hey, here's my phone, all right, walking out with a new phone, but boom, that... I, I love it. I just, there's something, it feels right. It feels like I, as the consumer, it, is making out in that. And I mean, granted, I know that my old phone is going to be refurbished and sold to uh, emerging nations and whatnot. But whatever. As a consumer, I feel I, feel I am empowered as a consumer with my ability to walk into a place, be like, eh, hey, take this old thing off my hands and give me the new one. But boom, but ow. Um, I genuinely, genuinely really enjoy that. And, uh, oh, right, my strategy. I went on, oh, there's the fingerprint sensor on uh, the 5S. That's gonna be, I mean, it's cool. I'll feel like a, a secret agent. But it's not something I need. Um, I genuinely think it's neat. But it doesn't really get much more than that out of me. Um, although the funny thing is, like, I keep a lot of, a lot of personal information in my phone. It's, it's, it is my lifeline to everything. It's got bank account information. It's got a lot of podcast information. It's got access to Dropbox accounts. Um, with a lot of sensitive podcast information, um, school work, uh, bank account information, tax, old tax info, uh, things like that. It's all in there. Um, and like, so I have to have a password on my phone and the, for, well, oh, 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 for the longest time, I had no password on it, and it just—it's like—it's like walking around just like screaming, "Take my identity! Take all my money! All of my personal info! Fuck over this podcast network I've been working at!" Like so, I you know I put a password on my damn phone, but I—the reason I don't like it is because I like to—I I like the smoothness of just swipe the screen, hit a button, swipe the screen, I'm in. But now it's hit a button, swipe the screen, hit a bunch of, hit a handful of buttons, but it just, it's lengthened the process, which is a very smooth process. So ever since I learned about the fingerprint sensor and how it's supposed to work so well, um, every time I've begun to resent those numbers as I put them in, like, so soon I'll be able to just fucking, like, goddamn super spy, put my finger, finger on this little button and boom I won't even need I won't even need to swipe I'll just need to to gently place my finger upon a button and uh if it could like make a beep noise and like I I I take that too like <laughs> uh but honestly I could live without it I mean I I'm fine putting in my password but knowing that it's there that it's a thing I'll, uh, I'll definitely get some legitimate joy out of feeling like a secret agent for a while. This, yeah. <sighs> Excuse me. But this, um, 
this this trade-in culture that, and like this it feels as though I can't speak on the uh, what it's like to trade in Android phones and whatnot, but I know it feels like trading the trade-in culture that's emerging with our our phones is very much driven by the the Apple product release cycle. Um, there are so many new contenders, new places for me to go to trade in my iPhone this time, this, this particular product refresh. And I definitely feel that's just being driven by the success of other people's programs. And like, with my first iPhone, I, I believe I gave it to a friend for like 50 bucks or something like that. But after that, I came, I came to the point of finding out you could sell, like, just, oh, I could sell this iPhone on eBay when I sold my second iPhone, which was a iPhone 3G. I believe the only iPhone I never owned was a, either a 3G, no, a 3GS or a 4. It might have been iPhone 4 I never owned. Um, but I've owned an iPhone, an iPhone 3G, an iPhone 3GS, an iPhone 4S. I believe... I'm, I, you know what? Honestly, I may have even owned an iPhone 4 at some point. Um, and so now I'm skipping the 5 and the 5C, which is basically just a 5 with that's colorful. Um, bleh, words falling out of my brain. But so yeah, the, and then the second one I found out that I could oh I could sell these on eBay and I can't, I sold four to five iPhones on eBay making more money than I paid for them to pay for other iPhones and things like that like that became a pretty that became pretty lucrative um, and then everyone started doing that and then the advent of the trading culture started and um, I was I found that I was able to trade an iPhone in, eBay was the first time I traded an iPhone in, um, for just about what I would make selling it, and then it was no additional work. I just put it in a box, mailed it to, uh, it was back when eBay had a trade-in program, and they just sent me a check, sent me a check, cash money, put it to my PayPal account. Oh yeah, no, they just put it to my PayPal account. I was like, well, fuck, that was way easier. So I would, I'd trade in my iPhone, or I'd get a new iPhone, trade in my iPhone, and effectively have paid no money. And then, I don't, like, it's, it's gotta be a scam somehow, like, somebody's getting effed over here, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be me, it seems to be whoever they're selling my old phones to. Because it's gotta be lucrative to them, somehow they can be shelling out a hundred to two hundred dollars per iPhone to everyone doing this and be making money. Um, I don't know. But kind of out, it's very much out of sight, out of mind. I'm afraid to do research into it. Like, if I find out that it's something super shitty is going on with the whole trading culture, that would bum me out so much. Because I feel like, I feel like consumers are winning in this. 
but I mean, they can't be, right? That's not the way our system works. And now the iPhone trade-in, like, culture has kind of seeped its way into retail stores. And now I've done a little research, and there's still, like, Amazon you can trade in your phone for Amazon credit. Um, uh, Gazelle is a, is a, is a, um, a trustworthy site. Where you, and they even send you a box and stuff. No, you you don't have to worry about getting the box or anything. You just uh, you wait in the mail. The box shows up. You put your phone in the box. Bada boom! It's like about a uh, two to three week overall turnaround, and you've got a check for a couple hundred bucks, um, which is all well and good. But it's still like that method, which I you uh, which I have used, requires an, uh, the planning. To you either go for a couple weeks without a phone or get the money up front and then pay yourself back. But now, and I've experienced this firsthand when Aislinn upgraded her iPhone, we can walk into a Best Buy and they'll just like swap it out right there. Like instantly. It's a in and out deal. And that just feels so, it feels so empowering as a consumer to just be like, here's, uh, take it, give me money, awesome, alright, I'm going to walk out of here with $5 in Best Buy money in my back pocket. And a brand new phone. Cool, man, cool. But so, therein lies, that is, and I found that of the stores you can walk into... Best Buy gives you the most money if you get Best Buy credit. And that's the thing, um, because you're getting a Best Buy money that you only can spend at Best Buy, you're going to get a little more than you would the people who are just giving you cash. Because Best Buy will concede a a percentage of extra money um, just so that they know that you're only going to spend it on their stuff. And uh, then, then I recently found out that the service providers are starting to do it too. Like, I can walk into an AT&T store and get money. Um, now, granted, I can't get enough to completely pay off my phone like I, could, like I potentially can at Best Buy. Because this is all dependent on how well you treat your phone. Like, if there's a crack in your screen, if uh, the phone doesn't turn on, things like that you're kind of screwed. So you got to be kind. you got to be kind to your, your electronics if you want to pull the old switcheroo. And so this coming Friday, a week from today, Best Buy, AT&T stores open up at 9 a.m. And here's the thing, like, you can pre-order the iPhone 5C, the colorful iPhone 5, but the 5S, the Apple isn't putting out pre-orders. So, I'm a, that sounds to me like the stock is going to be constrained, which kind of concerns me. Because another thing about the trading culture, the older your phone gets, the less money you get back for it. So, I need to do this as soon, like, the fact that I want to get it day one is not so much that I need, 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 need the new phone day one. It's the fact that that is the day that I am most likely to get the highest amount of money back for my iPhone 4S. 
Um, I, there's a chance I can get in before they lower how much they pay out for the iPhone 4S's. That is why I am trying to get in day one, September 20th. Um, it is not so much an, a, just a dire need to have the phone the first day it's released. Um, well, that's cool, and, you know, bragging rights, whatever, um, that is not my main reason for having a plan, a, like, strategy for getting this. So, okay, so AT&T stores open at 9, but they aren't going to give me as much money as Best Buy. Best Buy opens at 10. Um, I like my local Best Buy, the Best Buy I used to work at, but I work an hour away from them, so I'm going to have to go to the Best Buy in Muncie. 10 o'clock, I'll be at work, but I've got a pretty lax, I've got a, I work with a pretty cool group of people, I can probably take a super early lunch, be there for the day, for door opening, but how many other people have this all planned out like I do? Is there going to be a line? Uh, do, should I show up a little earlier? Hmm. Crap. Well, if I show up a little earlier, I might have to take a long lunch, and I don't want to do that because my long lunch, like, I'm going to feel bad leaving my co-workers hanging. So I'll probably, I'll probably shoot to show up five, ten minutes before we get there. Hopefully the doorbuster people, um, there won't be more doorbuster people than there are iPhones. Hopefully, a couple of them are going for the the colorful iPhone 5Cs, not for the 5Ss. Um, and as long as I can get a space gray iPhone 5S or a silver and white iPhone 5S, I'm good. I don't want the gaudy gold one. Um, that's not my style. I'm not into that. I don't want a golden iPhone. I don't. I don't have that much hubris. But then. I hit the hit the wall of what if they're out? Well, there are two AT&T stores within five minutes of that Best Buy. I could hit the closer one, see if I could get it that day, or I could hit the other one. And as far as I know, um, and like I would love to call in and be and be like, hey, hold an iPhone for me. But th- I know that that's not just due to the constrained stop numbers. That's probably not going to be something they're going to allow me to do. Granted, I'll probably still try. I'll probably call the Best Buy and be like, Hey, iPhone 5S, what do I need to do for you to hold it for me? Um, if you want me to bring you a dozen donuts on my, when I come in, I can do that. Um, we'll see. Um, the answer will more than likely be like, No, we can't do that. Goodbye. Which, shit, I was going to call them on my way home today. Eh. Most Best Buy employees are useless. I would have to ask for a manager. And, uh... And the managers are usually... Because the useless employees I can trick with sly words. The managers tend to be far less useless. And don't tend to budge as much. Man. Hmm. 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 Oh, well. But, like, I've got... I've Okay, here's my list of... There's Best Buy near where I work. AT&T in the mall near that Best Buy. 
Um, possibly Radio Shack. I still for, I keep forgetting to see if they are an option because they might take trade-ins. Um, second, AT&T near where I work. Um, Walmart near where I work, that would really hurt my heart, though, because I genuinely don't enjoy Walmart in any way. Um, then there is a Best Buy where I get home and two AT&T stores on my way home. Um, but if I'm guessing if in those first three stops, if in Best Buy and the two AT&Ts, I don't, I don't succeed and I have to do it on my way home from work, I'm sunk. I'm just going to have to accept the fact that I'm going to get less money for my 4S the next time they ship out iPhone 5S's. Bummer, 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 bummer city. I don't get to have the satisfaction of gaining the system of turning an iPhone and getting an iPhone in return. No money paid. No additional charges. Um, Because that's the high I'm gunning for. It's not the high of having the pretty new toy on day one of it being released, hour one of it being available. Um, granted, that's a bonus, and I will enjoy that, but that's not, that's not, the, that's not the thrill I'm seeking, man. The thrill I'm seeking is this, this weird uh, culture that has arisen of just like, just, it feels like you're cheating. It feels like, something, like something's up. And I mean, I, granted, I know that um, it's the contract that I'm paying for over the long, t- long period of time and yada, yada, yada. And obviously Best Buy or AT&T or whoever I end up trading the phone into is got to be making out better than I am or else why would they even do it? It's not because they care about me. That's for damn sure. Um, but I just can't knock that feeling, that just that really satisfied feeling of feeling like you pulled one over on the man, man. So, uh, who knows? Maybe a week from today I'll be recording this on an iPhone 5S. Fancy pants iPhone 5S. I don't know. Oh, also they can shoot slow-mo HD video, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, I don't have a lot of friends that ride BMX bikes and do, and let alone can do, like, backflips on them. But, I mean, maybe now when I have my iPhone 5S with, uh, slow-mo video, I'll make, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go out of my way to make some friends that ride BMX bikes and can do back, backflips on them, just so I can, um, ride next to them on a skateboard in tandem and record them. Um, this is very, very specific references to the demo video from the iPhone 5S, uh, website about the camera. I don't know if any of you found that funny, but I did. Um, but it shows a uh, a love a young man um, uh, spe- uh, uh, speeding up on a, a skateboard. Uh, you can tell that I have absolutely no skateboarding lingo or jargon in my brain at all. Um, kicking on the ground so he goes faster, and then he like then he bounces on the skateboard while squatting while recording a video of another attractive young person on a BMX bike who does like a little flip-a-do thing with it and then it shows him just 
uh, it shows him watching the video seconds later, and, you know, you can decide which parts play in regular speed and which parts play in slow-mo, and it was just something that was really cool, and the video they created was very cool, but holy fuck, the amount of coordination it would take for me to, like, scoot, not looking where I'm going on a skateboard, riding parallel with someone doing BMX bike tricks while keeping the camera steady. Um, I was far more impressed with that young man skateboarding slash video recording capabilities than the actual capabilities of the device he was recording video with. Uh, Yeah. So this has been the Jeff is sad and has anxiety slash he likes iPhones and bargains episode. What should I title this episode? iPhone bargain hunt? Maybe? I'd feel more comfortable about that if I actually watched the show that I was referencing. But I do not watch bargain hunt. Oh, uh, if you're looking at the cover... Of this episode on the post on jeffinmotion.popularcast.com, click the Amazon banner. Blah, 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 blah. I'm actually wearing the shirt my wife got me for my birthday, the uh, the quote-unquote perfect birthday present from last week's episode, or last Monday's episode. What the fuck ever? I don't know. Um. Okay, I've successfully distracted myself from the shit that was giving me anxiety um, by talking about things I geek out about, like cameras and bargains, (laughs) whatever, I'm not feeling all mopey and emo anymore, so, I guess it doesn't matter what I talked about, as long as I'm not feeling, as long as I'm not a cranky ass jack off for my family, oh, this has been Jeff in Motion. I will talk to you guys on my birthday next week. 27 years old. What do you know? Have a good weekend.